Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We are about to finish up on our eight basic events of the end time series. Reading Revelation 22.5 in the Amplified Version. And there shall be no more night. They have no need for lamplight or sunlight. For the Lord God will illuminate them and be their light. And they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternity of the eternities. Yep, eternity. It's forever and ever. There's no more time and time no longer exists. Let me review the eight basic events. The first one is salvation, which is now, according to 2 Corinthians 6.2. And that's an important one because now is the day of salvation. Then there's the rapture in the moment of time, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And while we're up in heaven, we're celebrating the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb, while the tribulation, event number three, is going on in the earth. That's where the Antichrist starts to rule, according to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At the end of seven years, it's the second coming of Christ and the battle of Armageddon, and that takes a day. And the armies of heaven are following him. You can read that in Revelation 19, 11 through 21. And then there's event number five, the millennium, which is a thousand years where Satan is bound and Jesus and his saints rule on the earth. That's out of Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. And then it says in a little while or at the end of the thousand years, Satan is released and then cast into the lake of fire forever. And Satan is tormented forever and ever. That's out of Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. That takes a little while, the Bible says. Event number seven being the great white throne judgment where God judges the dead with the books and the book of life. And that's out of Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And finally, event number eight, which is forever. It's eternity. It's the new heaven and the new earth. We started to talk about that yesterday out of Revelations chapters 21 and 22. But actually, I say it's eight basic events, but I've added two. I've said that before, being the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. So we could call this the ten basic events. However you like it, it's all good stuff. And I just want to repeat that all of this material, everything I've said, all my quotes, all my scriptures and the charts we've looked at are available for free. If you'll write to me at Pastor Jim at TMHnow.org, that's P-A-S-T-O-R-J-I-M at TMH, which stands for the Master's House, and then the word now, N-O-W dot org, Pastor Jim at T-M-H-N-O-W dot org, and ask for my end time series, I'll send you a 58-page PDF with all of this material for free. I'd love for you to get it, so write to me. But let's talk about the holy city, the new Jerusalem. What will it be like? I read all of this yesterday, but I'm going to read it again because it's so good. 
First, the wall. The wall is made of jasper. Second, the foundations. The wall of the city has 12 foundations made of 12 precious stones. On the foundations are written the names of the 12 apostles. Third, there's the gates. There are 12 gates made of one pearl each. There are three gates on each side of the city. There's an angel at each gate. The name of the 12 tribes of Israel are written on these gates. These gates are never shut. Then fourth, there's the light. The glory of God and of the Lamb, Jesus, is its light. The light is like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Fifth, the city. The city is pure gold, like clear glass. Sixth, the street. The street is pure gold, like transparent glass. Seventh, the river. The river is a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, that proceeds from the throne of God and of the Lamb, Jesus. Then there's the tree. On either side of the river is a tree of life that bears 12 fruits. Each tree bears its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And then there's the throne. The throne of God and of the Lamb, Jesus, is in the city. God will be with us and we will see his face. The tenth point is the size of the city. The city is square with the same length, breadth, and height. It is approximately 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles long, and 1,500 miles deep. This means that there's approximately 3,375,000,000 cubic miles in the holy city. That's huge. I talked about the nose, being there's no tears, no death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain, no sun, no moon, no night, no curse, and no lies. And then there's the yeses, where everything is new. God and the Lamb, Jesus, are with us. We will see God's face. There is life, light, and healing. Yes to it all. And then the people. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will be there. They will be serving God and the Lamb, Jesus, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there's a complete new heaven and new earth. All things are made new. Revelation 21.1 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Now, the Bible Knowledge Commentary says this about Revelation chapter 21. The opening verses of chapter 21 describe the creation of the new heaven and the new earth, which chronologically follows the thousand-year reign of Christ described in chapter 20. Chapter 21 begins with the familiar words, I saw an expression repeated in verse 2. This new creation is described as a new heaven and a new earth, that it is a totally new heaven and new earth, and not the present heaven and earth renovated, is supported by the additional statement which says, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. An amazingly small amount of information is given about the new heaven and the new earth, but one major fact is stated in this verse, There was no longer any sea. In contrast with the present earth, which has most of its surface covered by water, no large body of water will be on the new earth. The Bible is silent, however, on any features of the first heaven except the statement in chapter 21, verse 23, that there will be no sun or moon and, by implication, no stars. The new heaven refers not to the abode of God, but to the earth's atmosphere and planetary space. No landmarks, whatever, are given concerning the new earth, and nothing is known of its characteristics, vegetation, color, or form. 
The implication, however, is that it is round and is the residence of all who are saved. A few other references are found in Scripture in relation to the new earth, including Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 22, and 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 13. The King James Version Bible Commentary says this, John indicates there was no more sea. This will give so much more land space in the eternal earth for the peoples on earth. Well, the time is near, y'all. <laughs> the words are faithful and true. Revelation 22, 6 through 7 says, Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And then concerning verse 7, the King James Version Bible Commentary says this, The soon coming without delay of the Lord Jesus is stated three times in this chapter, in verses 7, 12, and 20. This neatly ties in the end of the book with its beginning, referencing chapter 1, verse 3. After all, this is the dominant theme of the book, the coming revelation of the Lord Jesus. It is his reward to us. Revelation 22, 12 through 14 says, And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Come! Revelation twenty two seventeen, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. He is coming quickly. Be blessed. Revelation 1, 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Revelation twenty two twenty. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Let's read our foundation scripture one more time. Revelation 22, 5 in the Amplified Version. And there shall be no more night. They have no need for lamplight or sunlight, for the Lord God will illuminate them and be their light, and they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternities of the eternities. This concludes the eight basic events of the end times. If we consider the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb, we actually covered ten events. These are just the basic events. There are many other things to discover and to discuss. Many more details to be found in the books of Daniel, Malachi, Peter, Jude, Revelation, and more. I trust this series has been a blessing. Well, one thing I know for sure. It's a great time to be alive for such a time as this. For some reason, God has chosen you and I to be alive in this time and generation. He knows what he's doing. He wants us now. His purpose for us is now. He needs you and I to preach the good news of the gospel now. Don't be ashamed. It's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Gentiles, quoting Romans 1.16. Don't be afraid or dismayed by troubling times, bad news, wars, rumors of wars, and famines. Be strong and of good courage, for the Lord your God is with you. That's Joshua 1.9. So be of good cheer. John 16.33 in the Amplified Version says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. 
But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. And the very last verse of the Bible, the Amplified Version, is a prayer for us. Revelation chapter 22 and 21. The grace, blessing, and favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, be with all the saints, God's holy people, those set apart for God, to be, as it were, exclusively his. Amen. So let it be. So the question is, is the Bible really telling the truth? Can we trust in what it says about the end times? Is it really true there's a rapture? Is it really true there's going to be a seven-year tribulation? What about the second coming of Christ? What about the millennium, thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth? What about eternity? Is any of this really true? Well, if you remember where we started, we were talking about how Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies in the Bible. Yes, the Bible is true, and every prophetic word about the future is going to come to pass exactly as it states. Thank you for being with us for the eight basic events of the End Times series. We'll see you tomorrow with a brand new series, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.